A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but... God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> my mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are gods by faith in his son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3.17. That's the victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. And... Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king Who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples But we take what he's created and we turn him into idols I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBM Yeah, spirit and truth is worship viewed in this chemistry But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 24 of The Master's Dog. I am your host, The Evangelical Norm. The Master's Dog is my podcast where I take things where the truth of God or the word of God is attacked or twisted or blasphemed, and I respond to those things. So we started this out as Faith and Beliefs Refuted where I was refuting uh, each episode of Faith and Beliefs from the what was Three Mormons, now is Saints Unscripted uh, podcast on YouTube and then expanded into anything that, that really requires some kind of response as God's word is uh, abused and twisted by uh, false teachers and false prophets out there. So today we are back in... Uh, faith and Beliefs Refuted mode, we are going to take a look at the newest episode of Faith and Beliefs from the Saints Unscripted. David is going to, uh, this is, it's, I actually think I posted, I commented on their video that this was going to be fun to refute because David just basically, it's uh, talking about how we can't prove, they can't prove that the Book of Mormon is true. Um, so they just, it's, it's kind of like when a, 
I watched a debate one time, I can't remember who it was, Michael Newdow, who was responsible for trying to get um, under God removed, one nation under God removed from the Pledge of Allegiance, and in God we trust taken off of our dollar bills and stuff like that. He was a atheist, and I watched a, I don't remember who he debated, it may have been um, Lee Strobel or somebody, but he spent the first three minutes of his 10 minute or his five minute uh, opening statement talking about how he wasn't going to do very good in the debate. So this is exactly what David does today. He basically says uh, people challenge the Book of Mormon and ask us to prove it and we can't prove it. Uh, we just basically trust our feelings. But why let me tell you what he's going to say? How about we let him tell you what he's going to say? And then we will talk about it as he goes along. So here is our friend David uh, with why we can't or they can't prove the Book of Mormon to be true. Hey guys, so a lot of people come to YouTube looking for evidence that the Book of Mormon is true. You want evidence? I'll get you evidence. And that's fine. There are a lot of really cool things we could talk about. Geography, Hebraisms, witnesses, stylometrics, linguistics, and all sorts of stuff but the fact is nobody will ever be able to prove to you that the Book of Mormon is true in this episode we're gonna talk about why uh, maybe because there's no manuscript evidence maybe because there's no uh, real geographical evidence no historical evidence um, no real evidence at all. We've talked about Hebraisms and, and all those things already in different episodes, and none of those things stand up to any kind of scrutiny to prove the Book of Mormon to be true. So the reason why you can't prove the Book of Mormon to be true because there's no evidence that exists uh, for it. There, there's not even a single manuscript because the golden plates were taken away. So there you go. I just answered it for you. Nobody can prove that all scripture is accurate, and that applies also to the Bible. I can't prove that Moses spoke to a burning bush, or that he split the Red Sea, or that Christ was resurrected. Likewise with the Book of Mormon. Actually, there's a man named Sir Simon Greenleaf, who was a who con who is considered the father of evidentiary law in the United States. He taught at Harvard, and he put the resurrection of Christ to the test of uh, evidence and he concluded that by the evidence that is presented the eyewitness evidence that Paul talks about that when Jesus was resurrected he appeared to the the, the 12 and then over 500 men Paul says some of who have, are asleep have died but many who are still alive Paul is stating at that point in time you can go talk to these eyewitnesses who saw Jesus resurrected um, and then Paul says he appeared to him. So Simon Greenleaf took this. So that's an actually an incorrect statement. We can look at the laws of evidence and and so on, and we can truly prove and we can maintain that the resurrection of Christ is as valid a historical uh, event as Abraham Lincoln's inauguration. So to say that we can't prove that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, I mean. On a technical statement, he's not inaccurate, but from laws of evidence and so on, it can be done. 
Mormon, I can't prove that Ammon preached to the Lamanites or that the brother of Jared saw God or that Christ visited the Americas. Being able to conclusively... Because unlike biblical history, there's a lot of external sources other than the Bible that prove uh, history, the, the um, history of the Bible to be accurate and correct and true. There's zero evidence of anything happening outside of extra extra book of mormical <laughs> i guess um evidences or writings or anything that speak of any anything that happened in the book of mormon so those things uh notwithstanding i'm trying to think of what it was that there was just recently um a mosaic found of jesus feeding the, the 5,000 somewhere, I can't remember, I, I just w glanced over the article, um, but there was recently a mosaic found, someone had painted a mosaic of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And so again, we have all these different things that help us prove the, the validity of the Bible. We have nothing, nothing to help prove the Book of Mormon except for uh, hearsay and... Um, the burning in the bosom. Please scientifically prove everything actually undermines what God is all about in this life, which is faith. I love this quote from the God who weeps. Again, that's not even a statement I can actually agree with because God doesn't have anything against evidence. God doesn't have anything against, I mean, there was nothing wrong with, with, uh, Thomas going and saying to Jesus, let me see the, the feel the um, imprints of the nails and, and the wound in your side. There was nothing wrong with that. But again, Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. So there is a level of faith being given to us by God. But it's not that God doesn't want us to have evidence or doesn't want to give I mean, there's plenty of evidence for things in the Bible and stuff like that. Uh, so, again, that's 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 a statement made to say, well, we can't give it to you, so God just wants you to take it all on faith. It's by Terrell and Fiona Givens. It's long but beautiful. The call to faith is a summons to engage the heart, to attune it to resonate in sympathy with principles and values and ideals that we devoutly hope are true, and which we have reasonable but not certain grounds for believing to be true. There must be grounds for doubt as well as belief in order to render the choice more truly a choice and therefore the more deliberate and laden with personal vulnerability and investment. An overwhelming preponderance of evidence on either side would make our choice as meaningless as would a loaded gun pointed at our heads. The option to believe... That's, that's just a bad statement. Because you have a lot of evidence means making a decision is like having a gun pointed at your head that's ridiculous that's absolute absolutely absurd to say that well i have a bunch of evidence so that it's like having a gun pointed at my head i need less evidence so i can truly make a choice that's dumb that literally is dumb and then when you have a preponderance of evidence on the other side against what you're looking at it's ridiculous to continue to believe something that has a preponderance of evidence stacked up against it. Must appear on one's personal horizon like the fruit of paradise, 
perched precariously between sets of demands held in dynamic tension. In other words, you don't truly have faith until you've had reason to doubt and chose faith anyway. Now notice that that quote does not advocate for just blindly believing anything that comes your way. It advocates for faith in things which we have reasonable but not certain grounds for believing to be true. The author Austin Farrar wrote, Though argument does not create conviction, lack of it destroys belief. What seems to be proved may not be embraced, but what no one shows the ability to defend is quickly abandoned. Rational argument does not create belief, but it maintains a climate in which belief may flourish. There's a boatload of great research out there from Latter-day Saint scholars that help create that climate. But at the end of the day, I can't prove that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is Christ's restored church, and that shouldn't be alarming to anyone of faith. The Book of Mormon teaches, for it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. And that's something people of faith have to get used to. For example, if you believe in the Book of Mormon, there are more than enough people ready and willing to give you reasons not to. If you believe in the Bible, there are plenty of people ready to tell you why you shouldn't. That's just how it goes. I find it shocking, though, when people of faith turn to people of a different faith and challenge them to show them proof that their faith is correct. Okay, then, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it! Sure, someone might be right and someone might be wrong, but to demand something from someone else that you yourself cannot produce is hypocrisy to the T. Or to the H. Okay, that's not true either. Um, I mean, it would be, but we can provide evidence for Christianity. We can provide historical and or, uh, bibliology and, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, we can give archaeological evidence. We can, um, we can look at the Bible and we can put it to tests of manuscript evidence and, and so on. We can test these things as Christians and we can prove this. The reason why we come to the Mormon people and say, prove to us, is because you stand on the fact that Jesus supposedly said that every other religion is an abomination. You started out attacking my faith. That's why I stand here and I say, prove it. Because you've said my religion is an abomination. That, or supposedly Jesus said, my religion is an abomination and I as its professor am corrupt. So now I am, yes, I am demanding that you give me some proof of that. Whatever. Ultimately, I agree with Elder Neil A. Maxwell who wrote, it is the author's opinion that all the scriptures, including the Book of Mormon, will remain in the realm of faith. Science will not be able to prove or disprove Holy Writ. However, Enough plausible evidence will come forth to prevent scoffers from having a field day, but not enough to remove the requirement of faith. Believers must be patient during such unfolding. Okay. Um, so again, science will, again, this is them saying, well, you know, all, all scripture has to remain in the, the realm of faith. So we can't prove it. But the thing is, is we can. We have so much evidence, over 24,000 ancient manuscripts of the Bible that we can take and we can compare and we can look at and we can, you know, and we can come to the agreement that, or the, the conclusion that what we have written in our word today by translation and so on from the actual original ancient languages is accurate. We can prove that it's the, in reality, realistically, the Bible has been removed out of the realm of faith, scientific uh, method, has proven the Bible to be accurate, 
accurate. I mean, we can look at where the textual variants are, and then we can have you know a, some little disagreements on that. But overall, we have enough manuscript evidence to go, this is what they wrote. Again, zero for the Book of Mormon. That's why it has to remain in the realm of faith, because God took the book back. The angel took the book to heaven, which is a ridiculous statement in and of itself. Why would why would God leave all these ancient manuscripts of the of the Bible around for thousands of years being recorded and and rewritten and rewritten meticulously the way that the Jews did the Old Testament? And then we have all these uh, manuscripts of the New Testament, but yet there's only one manuscript of the Book of Mormon and it was taken away. That's ridiculous. God recognizes the need to somewhat satisfy our logical faculties, but God wants us to choose Him because our hearts and hopes align with His plan, not because the evidence simply compels us or forces us to believe. That's not the kind of belief God is after. That creates drones. To say that evidence forces us to believe, again, that <laughs> it's a stupid statement. It's dumb. That you then should we overturn everything in the court, or is this just fall into the 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 realm of God, which is a relativistic nightmare? It doesn't make any sense when we follow where evidence leads. We follow it, and when the evidence and this because of the problem is is the evidence shows that the Book of Mormon is false, and so now they they have to they have to back away from evidence. Master not disciples. In Matthew 16, Jesus asked his disciples, Whom say ye that I am? Peter responded, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. God wants our confidence in him to come from him through the witness of the Holy Ghost. That's why the challenge at the end of the Book of Mormon invites us to read the book ponder it in our hearts, and then ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. So here's the problem with this. And it's a way that it's written, and it's written to where it's... it's <laughs> so what they're saying is that if you don't receive this, this manifest manifestation to reveal that it's true then they can go back and go you didn't have a sincere heart and you didn't have real intent i don't need to pray about something that has proven to be false i don't i spend zero time praying about whether two plus two is five i spend zero amount of time praying about whether or not donald trump is the president of the united states i spend zero amount of time praying about whether or not uh H2O is really water. I, I don't, anything that is, is incorrect or anything like that, I, I took two things that are correct. So, um, you know, I don't spend any time praying about whether or not Hillary Clinton is the president of the United States. And I don't spend any time praying about whether or not H2O2 is water or if it's something that I drank that would kill me. So, again, I don't pray about these things because I have the evidence and I know that they're false. Same thing with the Book of Mormon. 
what do you do with the people like me? Okay, say I have prayed about it. I prayed about it once upon a time and I had a burning in the bosom and I, I thought that it was true. And then I found the evidence that it's false. But I can pray about it now. What hap- What do you say to the fact that if I pray about it right now and I, I express to you that the Holy Ghost has manifested to me that it is false? Well, now we have a stalemate. So the only thing you can say is, well, I didn't have a sincere heart and real intent because my prayer is to prove that it's wrong. I'm not praying to see if it's true. And see, this is their, their little twist around. This is what Joseph Smith was good at. This is... This is the, he did this with the witnesses and stuff like that, which article or diaries and journal entries have said that Joseph forced them to pray and pray and pray until they saw it. And they all said that they saw the, the plates with the eye of faith, you know, he essentially did the same thing. Well, Joe, we don't see the plates. Well, you're not praying hard enough. Pray some more. That's what this is. It's a, it is a manipulation. And it's not valid. I don't have to pray about anything that I know by evidence is false. And the Book of Mormon I know by evidence is false. Plagiarism, uh, anachronisms, no zero archaeological uh, support, zero historical support, none of it. And no manuscript evidence whatsoever because the only manuscript has been taken away. It was written on plates that appeared to be gold and then the angel took them away that's fabrication at its finest fabrication to a t or to the f which is the same source who testified to peter that jesus was the christ check out our and also the miracles that jesus performed and um the the way the authority with which Jesus taught there were there were physical things that also I mean Jesus said flesh and blood has not revealed it to you but watching Jesus perform miracles turn water into wine do all these things helped the, the feed 5,000 people with a with a boy's lunch all these things helped to confirm that he was who he claimed he was Jesus even said when because again to refute these kind of statements when John's apostles or John's disciples came to Jesus, you know, John is in prison and they said, are you the one who was said to come? Jesus gave them evidence. He said, go back to John and tell him that the, the blind see and the, the deaf hear and the good news is preached to the poor and so on. He said, I am doing the things that was prophesied that I would do. And he gave him evidence. So to say that God is against evidence and it's all about faith, he didn't go back and say, well, tell John to pray about it and see if the Holy Ghost manifests to him and gives him a burning in the bosom to see if I am who I am. When Thomas came to him and said, let me feel those things, Jesus didn't go, well, no, 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 stand back and pray about it and let the Holy Ghost manifest it to you that I am risen from the dead. He said, no, here, touch me. But then he did say, blessed are those who still do not see yet still believe so to make the claim that god doesn't have a doesn't want evidence and it's all about faith and and the the uh testimony and manifestation of the holy ghost is anti-biblical crap and it's not true so 
there you have it and uh, that's the end of his video so we're gonna go ahead and cut him out and uh, we're gonna wrap this up because it is really really super late and I need to go to bed so um, I hope this was helpful um, again God is not anti-evidence and it's not all about faith and uh, or not all about just blind faith or feelings or any of those things god has provided us with with certain proofs to show what thing that the, the bible and so and and christianity is true and that jesus is truly who he said he was but there is none of that none of that evidence at all and yet in reality there is a ton of evidence stacked up against the book of mormon and i've always said this to believe in something where there's a serious lack of evidence, that can be faith. That, that You can have faith in something that you have little evidence for. But to continue to believe in something where the evidence has been stacked up against it is just stupid. It really is. And I, I, you find that offensive. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Um, but it is what it is. It is. It's simple insanity to continue to believe in something that has been proven to be false book of abraham proven to be false many of joseph smith's revelations and prophecies proven to be false book of mormon proven to be false none of it stands up to any kind of of real analytic scrutiny and so again i would challenge you my mormon friend run run from it and my christian friend Continue to stand firm in the faith and preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.